Hi, it's Stacy. Do you know what all or nothing thinking is? It's a thought loop or a thought error, and they keep us stuck. Today, I'm sharing a real life example of a very common thought loop as experienced by me this morning and how to get yourself out of it and unstuck and moving on. Stick around. Episode 22 of the Where To Next podcast is up next. I am loving this day. The sun is shining. And as I've mentioned before, I am literally a gazillion times nicer and happier and more upbeat when the sun is shining. And I'm wearing new jeans. Jeans are always a challenge to find a pair that fits and that works. They're button fly. I don't normally like button fly. And they have little rips in the knees and I never do rips. I love them on everybody else and decided, you know what, I'm just going to try them because we need to be trying more new things, or at least I do. That's a little bit of the backstory that you can't really see. And I wanted to talk to you about something that happened in real time for me this morning. I had another topic planned, and I'll get to that eventually because it's relevant. But what happened today is after I drop my kids off from school, I come back and that is the time when I do my movement or my exercise. Sometimes I go to Pilates class. Sometimes I take an on-demand class. Sometimes I walk the dog. Sometimes I go for a hike. It varies. Inevitably, I'm 99% of days walking the dog for some length of time, whether it's 10 minutes or we go for an hour or we clock in a serious three to four mile walk. That's what I had planned to do today. And before I could even put my shoes on, I just got this sense in my body that she did not want to walk three or four miles. And instead, I heard that, I pivoted, and I ended up doing the class, which I've talked about before. It's dance, it's meditative movement. It's as hard as you want it to be, but I love it. And when I got the sense that I really didn't want to walk and I got this message from my body that, yes, we really want to be dancing, that's what we're going to do, I just went for it. There's a way to set your filters. And I set it for less than 15 minutes because I wanted a short but sweet workout. And I'm so glad I did that. I was pumped in that 12-minute class. My heartbeat was moving. My energy was high. I could feel my emotions and my mood shift inside my body because we can talk all we want. And this is one of the things that I have found that's fascinating that I've really been exploring lately is the nervous system regulation and how emotions get stuck in our body. And sometimes talk therapy only works to a point because it's our intellectual brain that's processing. But when we can move emotion, when we can move, we free up the energy in our body. It's why sometimes you can walk into a building or walk into a place and have this sense of deja vu. You've jogged something loose inside of you for lack of a better scientific term, and it really can allow emotion to process through you and move through you. And so that's one of the things that class does for you. That was a way off topic, but relevant to what where I'm going today. I was so proud of myself for honoring the sensation in my body I was so energized. I was in touch with what my higher self wanted. And it felt like I was honoring today. Yeah, I could have walked and a different version of me would have ignored this feeling, this yearning that I had in my body. And I would have just walked anyway. 
but I wouldn't have loved it. I wouldn't have been in the moment. And I don't do that anymore. And the reason why I don't do that anymore is because it doesn't work long term for me. When I'm doing things that I, in air quote, should do or someone else told me to do or someone else says, oh, yeah, this is my secret formula. I know myself well enough, and that's part of what I talk to you about, is at this moment in my life, I know myself well enough to know what does and doesn't work for me. And that's, oh, Stacy, just go and do your three or four miles. Just suck it up and go through. That's not working for me. Now, there's a time and a place where I can say to myself, and I know the conversation and I know the feeling in my body, where there's a, I just don't want to do this today. And when I do it, I'm really proud. And there's also the, yeah, my body is saying she really doesn't want that today. And so I go and do something else. And that's what I'm talking to you about today. This version of me in the past who used to believe wholeheartedly in that all or nothing thinking, that extreme thinking, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, just go do your four miles. Just go out there and suck it up. And the way this used to show up for me was I would imagine a lot like how it would show up For a lot of you, we show up for me in exercise or have to do 45 minutes of a high intensity class at the gym, or it doesn't count. I have to be on the stair climber. What was this, 20 or 30 years ago? Have to be on the stair climber for 30, 35 minutes. And if I do 27 minutes, it doesn't count. Or another very relevant example from back in my dieting days, I had to eat this meal plan absolutely perfectly. And if I had one deviation, heaven forbid I had one Hershey kiss, then all of my effort were negated and I would go off the wagon, so to speak, and eat my face off for the next day or a few days or just starting in on Monday. I'm sure that is relatable to everyone. And what this is, this all or nothing thinking, is a thought loop or a thought error. I'm going to be using them very interchangeably. And what a thought loop and a thought error is when your brain fixates on a thought and it just keeps looping and looping. It's like watching Groundhog Day, right? You're just in it over and over again. Or imagine your least favorite ride. There's a ride at California Adventure. It's Goofy's, Goofy's, I don't know, something ride. And every time I'm on it, it's jarring and it jolts me and my back hurts and my knees hurt and I feel like I can't get off of it. That's what a thought loop is. Imagine you're talking with acquaintances at a party, right? I'm going to play out what a thought loop, how it shows up. And you're having a great conversation. This is someone you know, you've met a few times, right? You're having a super great conversation. You're vibing, you're joking, you're laughing. And then all of a sudden you say something that doesn't quite land. And you're not really sure, did they get the joke? Did they not get the joke? Did they think that you were somehow offending them, right? Anyway, the conversation ends and then you can't stop thinking about the conversation. You can't stop replaying it in your mind. So you call your friend and she talks you off a ledge and she's, you know, assures you that it was nothing, right? All that's happening is your brain is trying to make sense of something that you said. You're not certain. And remember, our brains detest uncertainty. Your brain will do everything it possibly can to find certainty because that is how she likes to operate. She needs certainty for safety. And your friend walks you back and says, oh no, this is going to be fine. And you, okay, you agree with her. 
And sometimes that doesn't even work. Your brain might continue to loop. And then eventually you say, okay, I'm so exhausted by this. I'm just, it's over. Sometimes we call the person and we talk through what we've said. I've been there. I've done that before. And sometimes I have these moments and I just have to say, okay, it's over. It's done. And when those thought loops come back into my brain, I just say, yeah, no, it's over. We're in the past. It's like when you're training your puppy. Yeah, no, this is what we're doing. So back to thought loops. Oh, here's another way that it shows up. In terms of, I talked about food, I talked about exercise, productivity is a really big one. Every day, I would imagine a lot of us have a giant to-do list, right? That's a notebook full long or 17 items or whatever it is. And you might get to 16 of those items or maybe you do three things or you do one or you do none and you took care of a whole bunch of other really important and urgent issues for the day. But you look at that list and now your brain says, yeah, no, you're such a failure. You're such a loser. You can't even do this. And you base your worthiness or your success or your your sense of self on your productivity. And your brain tells you you're a failure. And so you just check out for the rest of the day and do nothing. And maybe the next day you ignore your to-do list. What's going on exactly? All thought loops, all very common. Yet it can be kind of tricky to manage because we're so conditioned, whether we realize it or not, that we need to be all in. We need to be part of this all or nothing thinking. And it's simply not true. It is so not true. It is one of the most commonly discussed thought loops that I talk about with clients, this all or nothing thinking, because it's incredibly destructive. It is dehumanizing, it is demoralizing, and we're basing our self, our value on these thoughts, these ideas that go untested and aren't even things that we want to believe. The reason why thought loops are so destructive is because they're punitive. They tell us, oh my gosh, if I don't do four miles, what good am I? Ten minutes doesn't matter. You've got to do four miles. No, that's actually very much not true. And so we continue to torture ourselves to maintain these unrealistic standards, standards that aren't even ours, that we haven't consciously chosen, standards that we don't even believe in, right? Do you really believe that if you're eating what you consider to be relatively healthful food, if you have one Hershey kiss, that the day is over and that all of your efforts to maintain vibrancy and optimal health have fallen by the wayside? Maybe you do. I for sure used to, but I don't want to live like that anymore. So I have consciously chosen to examine my thoughts on a daily basis and untangle some of the things that I used to believe that are easy to buy in, that are just assumptive, that, yeah, I'm actually, I am going to continue to believe. When we don't take time to think about what we believe in, we just keep believing. Maybe part of us doesn't realize we have a choice. I know until I found this body of work, I didn't even know how to do this work. I wasn't even aware of what I was thinking. And I just kept repeating the same patterns and the same habits and the same routines over and over, despite the fact that I wanted to change things, despite the fact that I was having a Susan Powder moment. And I couldn't stop the insanity. I kept doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. 
Part of what's happening is the stress response in our bodies. We stay in a situation, we repeat a situation, even when it's not aligned, even when it's not in our highest best interest, because we don't know how to stop, because we are used to living in this place while it's not ideal and it's not comfortable, it's familiar. Think about that. We can keep engaging in certain patterns and behaviors because it's familiar. I talk a lot about the brain and the rewiring of the brain. And imagine you're hiking. Those synapses, those circuitry roots in our brain are just like hiking paths. And the ones that we've practiced over and over again are very well-worn, well-trodden hiking paths. And even if it's harmful or it's something that we don't want to be doing, we still have to forge a new path. And forging a new hiking path takes a lot of back and forth. It takes a lot of practice until that pathway on the ground is dirt, like the one that you've been traveling. And it's not just trampled grass. But we start one thought at a time. All of this to say, it's not your fault. We get stuck in these thought loops. It is not our fault. Your brain is doing its best to keep you alive and to keep you safe, to keep you running toward pleasure, avoiding pain as quickly as possible. Remember, the motivational triad of the brain. That is all it is there to do. Keep you alive and safe as quickly and efficiently as possible. So here's what I did this morning to kind of acknowledge and get out of that thought loop of, oh, it's got to be four miles or nothing. And maybe it'll be helpful for you the next time you bump into one of the situations, one of these thought loops or thought errors when it comes to all or nothing thinking. First thing I did was I anchored in. I realized I was having the thought, oh, I have to walk the dogs. I have to walk the dogs three or four miles. And I had this immediate thought in my brain, oh gosh, I don't want to. But also my body didn't want to. And I knew that because I know myself that way. So the next thing I did was I asked and I paused and I said, oh, this is so interesting. I'm feeling tension in my body. I'm feeling a reaction in my body. And for me, this particular tell, this particular sign was in my belly, a little bit in my chest, not a tightness of my chest, but just a little bit up there. And then I went into listen and receive mode. And with two elements, with curiosity and with compassion, I said to myself, oh, what's going on? What would feel delicious today? And this conversation with myself is exactly how it played out. And curiosity and compassion are key because so many times, another version of me, we jump to this, oh, come on, you can't even do four miles. You can't go for this walk. Notice that tone of voice versus, hey, what's going on today? What would feel delicious? It's like you're having a conversation with your toddler child who's having a tantrum. We know those moments when we pick them up and we say, okay, we got to go. They're screaming louder. But if you bend down and look them in the eye and maybe even grab their hand, let them put their hand in yours, hey, sweetie, what's going on? You get a very different reaction. And it's the same for us. And when I listened and received, I got the answer. Do the class. You want to dance. And I knew. I have learned through time to accept the answers I get. Some people call them downloads. Some people call them pings. I feel today, I would say, I was anchored to my higher self. And I got the answer. And it came very quickly. And I know the next step to go and do the thing. And so I did. 
I queued up my computer. I found a class that was under 15 minutes and it ended up being 12 minutes. And it was everything I needed in that moment. As I said earlier, I've done a lot of this work to change my beliefs, to even be aware of what's going on. And it is a process. I am no longer an all or nothing person. I can spot it in myself. Sometimes my brain gets a little crafty and it takes me a hot second. But because I know and believe and feel in my bones, this doesn't work for me. My life has changed dramatically. I'm kinder to myself. I'm nicer to myself. I even like myself better, which, you know, people say, oh, gosh, how do you even love yourself, let alone like yourself? Telling you, it's totally possible. Something else I believe in my bones is the concept of quality over quantity. I moved away from my family about 20 years ago. I left the Northeast and moved to California. And in those first few years, I would travel back home probably, oh my gosh, six, eight times a year because I missed my family so much. And no matter how much time I spent there, it never felt like enough. And I learned very quickly to adopt this quality over quantity mindset. I'd rather have three days of being all in, of being fully present, of living loudly and boldly and doing all of the things than five days where we get sick and tired of each other. It's the same thing with food. This I learned the hard way way back when. Sometimes I just wanted the Oreo, but my brain would say, oh yeah, no, you can't have Oreos. So I would eat an entire sleeve of Snackwell cookies when if I just had one or two or maybe even three Oreos, I would have been way better off than having an entire sleeve of Snackwells, quality over quantity. And that came into play today too. Instead of walking for those four miles, which I really didn't want to do, I queued up 12 minutes and I went all out because I could do that for 12 minutes. And oh my gosh, my body was so happy. Because I trust me, because I know myself, because I accept where I am on any given day, and I understand that every day is different. We're human. We're not robots. I'm not going to sleep the same every night. I'm not going to feel exactly the same every day as I felt the day before. There are aches and pains. There's the moon to consider. There's hormones to consider. There's what I ate the day before. There's the mental and emotional weight that we have not only being women, but being wives and being mothers and being friends. And oh yeah, my dog's in heat and she's wearing diapers. And it's just, it's a lot right now. And you know what? I can laugh about it and that's okay because I'm willing to meet myself where I am and I'm willing to do what I can with the time that I have and the energy that I have. One of my other favorite tools in this particular situation is to ask myself this three-sentence question, can I just, and then fill in the blank, can I just go for a walk around the block? Yeah, I could have, but today I knew the answer for me. Can I just breathe for 60 seconds? Can I just focus on this one part of my project for 10 minutes? Can I just? So powerful and so simple. And it gets you out of that thought loop, that all or nothing thinking. Try it. Try asking yourself that question. I can't take credit for it. It comes from one of my most favorite and dear mentors, Corinne Crabtree. 
She's absolutely amazing. We went to the same coaching school. And when she dropped that in my lap many years ago, it was a game changer because it takes the pressure off. It dials the intensity down and it just gives us space to think and breathe and be and have compassion with ourselves. Thank you so much for being here today. Are you on my private email list? It's where I share personal stories, anecdotes, and recommendations. It's also where you'll hear about upcoming virtual and in-person events. Simply email hello at stacyv.com and put list in the subject line. It's that simple and no spam ever, I promise. This podcast is strictly for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not meant as a substitute for medical advice or mental health care.